Welcome to the Energetic Radio Podcast. My name is Dale Sidebottom. Each week, I'll bring you inspirational guests who will help you bring fun, energy, and purpose into your lives. Let the show begin. Welcome to episode number 112. Today, I'm joined all the way from Bali, Shangu with Scott Doty. Now, Scott runs a company called Radiant Wellbeing. He's based out of Singapore. And um, what I really love Scott's story is that he was a high-profile executive corporate traveling the world on a really good salary, really high pressure job. And um, what he found that that just wasn't what he called success. And that wasn't how he was finding happiness. So um, through meditation, yoga, um, finding out about himself, he has now been able to create this company and he is helping others find those pleasures in life. So particularly around mindfulness, happiness, different things like that that we talk about a lot. And um, what I love today, and like with a lot of chats in the podcast, I wanted to learn from Scott, and I know I've taken away a few things, and I can guarantee you will as well. So, guys, sit back. This is my chat with Scott. Okay, everybody, welcome to the podcast. I've got Scott Doty all the way, and you're normally in Singapore, mate, but you're in uh, Bali at the moment. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great, Dale. Thank you very much. You uh, sound very relaxed, mate, in uh, Shangu, and it's what a wonderful place it is, mate. Yes, uh, I've just come down from Ubud, so I brought some of the, you know, the nice yin, chilled out energy from Ubud down to uh, some more of the yang, vibrant beachfront uh, energy of Changu. So, no, all is good. The sun's out. The surf's up, and uh, yeah, I'm smiling having a chat to you. I'm sure you are, mate, and uh, I know myself, it's not a bad place to be able to say that you're working, is it? <laughs> yes, this is somewhat of a dream come true, but, uh, and as you've experienced yourself, I, I understand you run retreats here too, right? Yeah, mate, yeah, run retreats. So, how's it a little bit different, though? We're just talking a little bit off air, and um, with everything you're doing for Radiant Wellbeing, mate, do you want to sort of give a little snapshot of uh, what your retreat looks like and what the outcomes are for participants and your clients? Sure. Yeah, uh, I mean, just a bit of a background. So my, you know, my life experience has been predominantly in the corporate world, uh, almost exclusively in the tech industry. And I just, uh, you know, had a wonderful journey rising through the ranks, uh, living this super fast-paced, always-on lifestyle, which was very pleasurable at the time, but relatively unsustainable. And, uh, you know, what, I, what I've done with Radiant, which is pretty much focused on what I call executive well-being. So I'm, I'm looking to serve a segment of the market that have uh, generally experienced relative success in their life, um, you know, and, and success is subjective, but typically, you know, hugely successful in their career. Uh, but quite often, that's come at a great cost in other areas of their life. Yeah. Uh, namely, relationships, uh, somewhat health. Uh, so what I've done is, you know, I, I've got a number of programs. One of them being the, you know, this experience in Bali. And one of the first things we do is just slow down. And uh, you, you know, the, the the nature of my clientele can be quite often, what do I need to do? What next? You know, it's more about doing more, doing more. So the first thing we're really focused on is, is the opposite of that in slowing down. 
Um, and, and one really key uh, takeaway from this whole program is, I guess, reassessing the, the speed of life and how fast things uh, they perceive to be going versus, you know, the, the actual speed of life. And um, so we do that. We focus on nutrition. We give them incredible taste of some modalities in and around meditation and yoga that they may or may not have experienced before. And the, and the outcome is a complete reassessment of what's truly important in life and what success actually means. And just, I guess, just on that, uh, going back to where I began this conversation, you know, the models of success that I grew up with really were predominantly, you know, financial and career-driven. Um, so we try and expand this vision of success going forward to you know, fulfill, fulfillment and satisfaction across almost all areas of life as really a measure of success to be working towards. Mm, I like that, mate. And so is that, Scott, sort of like what happiness looks like? I know we talk a lot about success and what people's visions are and goals and what people think success looks like, but um, does that sort of mm. relate back to happiness? Because I think a lot of time people think I'll be happy when I get a career move, I'll get a promotion, I'll buy this house, I'll get this money but you're always chasing that next thing. So I suppose, does that success model you're going with sort of blend in with happiness? Yeah, it's, it's totally related. Uh, the meditation that we teach is, uh, you know, one of the beautiful byproducts other than the stress reduction and I guess general feel good is, uh, you know, if you practice it consistently, what I find with most of my students is that they discover, you know, a sense of, of, of joy and happiness that resides within. And this runs counter to, you know, a, a lot of the places that we've been looking for happiness, that we've been taught happiness can be found, uh, predominantly, you know, acquisition of toys, you know, cars, watches, houses, girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever it might be. Um, so it is totally related. And, and it's, it's really about the separation of um, success and happiness. So they're related, but... The things that we typically attribute to success, so progression, is not necessarily where happiness resides. So the idea that, yes, uh, I want to be successful in life. I want to you know, have a nice lifestyle and do nice things, but we recognize that that is not necessarily where we have to go to be happy, and we can be happy right now. Yeah, I think that is so powerful and for people listening that uh, you, you'll never be happy if you're always chasing. You need to be happy in the moment and each day. And um, I know just from going on retreats like this and being able to have like a, a device detox or just being able to switch off, um, it's so powerful. So do you find that's probably one of the hardest things that at the start, and as you're saying with these corporate high flyers, that their life's go, yeah. go, go. So how hard is it for them to switch off, Scott? It, it's really interesting question. And I think I underestimated, you know, the willingness and enthusiasm for, you know, the, the, the type of clients that I work with to be open to doing something new and, you know, listening intently to instructions and just going with it. So I guess what I'm trying to say is I think I, you know, maybe cotton wooled them too much at the beginning versus just saying, this is what we're doing. You know, we're going off grid. Uh, we're going off caffeine. Uh, a, a lot of the people that are well, actually on my retreats, there's no alcohol. 
uh, which is probably pretty common. But, you know, I think there's a, a real willingness and eagerness to explore how these modalities and how this, this experience can, can really help them. Uh, so I, I haven't found so far that it's terribly difficult. Um, these people have all been, you know, successful in, in one way or another in their lives. So they're, they're good at setting a goal and going for it. And that's the attitude that I approach these clients. And so far, you know, they're loving it and getting incredible results. I think uh, exactly what you said there, that because you make it so clear-cut, these are the rules, this is what we're doing, that um, they're going to abide by and they know that it obviously works. And I love that. So I know we spoke about meditation and um, it's the buzz thing at the moment. I know I do it. I've spoken to a lot of people on this podcast about it, Scott. But um, where do you start with some of these people? So I'm guessing you've got big corporates coming in that have never done it before. Where's the sort of starting point that you sort of start their journey with? Hmm. Uh, where I start their journey, so if I'm teaching meditation, I, I start by going straight to a technique that I've found to be completely life-changing for myself. And I, so I've started, I, I mean, I, I've dabbled in, in meditation and yoga ever since I was sort of probably in my teens, but three years ago almost to the day, I, I learned a particular technique, uh, which is a you know, a, a mantra-based meditation where we use a, a sound that we repeat in the mind. Uh, and I found this to be the most effective meditation technique, the, the quickest, uh, fastest acting, where I was able to see and feel results really quickly. So I've gone off and studied lots of different other modalities, and I come back to this. And that's why that's what I teach people. If they really want to um, you know, truly experience and understand the benefits of meditation, I start kind of with the end in mind and teach them this technique. Nice. And do you think that works so well because you're so passionate about it and you believe in it? I think that would, that would give people the confidence that this is worth trying and worth sticking to because it's not something that, you know, I mean, you may feel good or not, you know, when you first start, uh, but it does, you know, we suggest that you commit to it for a certain amount of time. So I think my enthusiasm and I guess the the results that I've seen in my own life probably would be an encouraging factor to get my uh, my clients to, you know, trust the process and go with it, yes. Yeah, cool, and I, I like that, man. I think a lot of the time if uh, somebody's really passionate about it and they can see results and it is normally infectious and people will buy in. So um, I believe that I can just tell by listening to you, mate, that is exactly that. So <laughs> I suppose with that, and one thing I love talking to people about is a morning routine. A lot of people uh, meditate in the morning. I'm, I'm not sure what yours is, Scott. Do you have like a, a non-negotiable morning routine that uh, really sets you up for the day? Totally, yeah. And, I mean, that's what we've been working on today with the, uh, with the group that I'm with. Uh, we were down on the beach literally running through some of the key aspects of, of the mornings that we've, we've structured and obviously everyone's different. Everyone comes from, you know, different places to get to work. Uh, but in terms of my own personal morning routine, the absolute non-negotiable is meditation. I find it super powerful in the morning. Uh, I do my meditation relatively early in the day. Um, so for some people, it's good to exercise first and then maybe do it. I have experimented and I do that Almost as soon as I wake up, I'll drink water. I like to put some um, some salt in my water just to, you know, uh, energize my body with electrolytes. 
and then I will do my 20 minutes of meditation. Before I do that, uh, I've recently introduced the Wim Hof breathing technique, and I've found that to have just totally supercharged my morning. So I would so just to sort of re uh, re outline it. Yeah, obviously, get water and hydrate the body. Do my Wim Hof breathing, and if you're interested in that, you can search Wim Hof W I M H O F, and there's you know, a whole new world that you'll be opened up to. And that breathing really energizes my body um, and gets me ready to sit in meditation. Um, Beyond that, I love journaling. And I also, at the end of my meditation, I will do some affirmations which constantly evolve. And I found that, you know, linking these together, breathing, meditation, affirmations about who I am, the direction I'm going, what I want to bring into my life, uh, just sets me up for a, a supercharged, amazing day. Wow, that's I really love that. I, I have heard a little bit of Wim Hof, but I am definitely going to go and check that out, Scott. Now, have you? You know, I know you're just talking about like in the last three years, you found this the way with the sound repeating and mantra of the meditation. When you're in the corporate mm. world, were you? Did you have a similar morning routine, or that's something that you found you didn't have, and now you're like, wow, I can't live without it. So I started meditating while I was still at, uh, you know, deeply within the corporate world. You know, I was running a team, probably had around up to 30 people that were all counting on me um, for my department in Singapore. And I was actually on a a conference that my company was hosting. They had experienced uh, attrition, so loss of almost half of a North American sales team throughout the last 12 months for various reasons and they recognized that stress burnout was a major issue so they you know they we we had a talk um you know there would have been a thousand people in the room and a very impactful uh, you know lecture or session inspired me to make mindfulness uh, a higher priority in my life i also that very day decided to take a 21 day break from alcohol and three years later, I've been meditating ever, ever since daily, and I still haven't had a drink of alcohol. Um, yeah, so it all stemmed actually from the corporate world. And, and what happened as I kept meditating, as I kept, I guess, learning more about myself and feeling the benefits of both, you know, no longer drinking alcohol and this, this incredibly powerful technique, I decided that I actually wanted to head in a different direction and start sharing this knowledge with the same people that I'd been working with previously, and that's exactly what I'm doing now. Well, that's that's extremely powerful, mate. So from your experience of what you've gone through, I suppose you've got a personal story now, and um, does that? I'm sure that really helps you relate with you know these high executives and everybody that you're actually working with. Totally. Yes, yeah, so I'm very blessed. You know, I've been very lucky. I've uh, been engaged by Facebook, um, working with Salesforce. I've got a project with Cisco in a couple of weeks back in Singapore. Um, so I'm, you know, I, I worked hard. I've built my network, and I, you know, I, I did escape the corporate world and, and wasn't sure whether I was going to go back. And I was living here in Bali, but I felt called to go back to Singapore. And, you know, I, I love working in and around the tech sector, particularly. And, uh, you know, everyone deserves to be happy and healthy. And the way I look at this and the way I speak to my my clients is that, you know, these guys guys and girls are awesome. They work so hard, unbelievable hours, unbelievable travel schedules. They're, They're athletes. They're executive athletes. 
And if you look at, you know, they're the Usain Bolts of the, of the corporate world. But if you look at how Usain Bolt operates, he'll, he'll run a race and he'll recover for days afterwards. We, we've, we've, we've lost the ability uh, to really recover in many of the ways that we're, we're working these days. And there's not many, no one there to tell us how to do it better. So it's really up to us to recognize, hey, this way that we've been working is somewhat unsustainable. I'm, I'm an elite executive athlete. I want to operate at a high level of performance, but I also want to have a fulfilling life outside of work. So I need to work, I need to train, but I also need to recover. You know, I need to create space in my day where I can, you know, reduce the stress levels that are building up in my body to reconnect with myself and, you know, what's most important for me to be doing right now. So that's, that's really what I'm doing is I'm, you know, reimagining what success looks like, giving these guys and girls tools so they can go back to their office and step up as leaders and set a new standard for how we should work as highly successful top performing people. Mate, I, I love that, Scott. I've never heard of it uh, referred to as that, but you're exactly right. A lot of time you'll go on a business trip and then you're straight back, you're emailing on the plane, you get off, you've got something the next day. It, it makes sense. So when you're obviously, you know, reducing stress or taking time for yourself during the day, like exercise, obviously a good one, you know, meditating, other things. What are, what are some other just simple ways? I know I did a podcast, I think, last week on stress, but what are some simple ways that um, you see works really well and from your own experience that um, a little energy break or something throughout the day that just helps yeah. recenter you. Have, you. have you got any off the top of your head, mate? Mate, the, the most magical one, and it couldn't be any, any simpler. And, you know, back to your question before about where do you begin, uh, if I don't have a lot of time with somebody and I can't teach them the, the full technique that I use, what I've found in my own life to be super, super powerful, and, it, and it, it's ridiculously easy, is just the notion of deep breathing. And... <clears throat> So there's some science that came out of a Japanese university study around, you know, if you take six deep breaths, there's a measurable impact on the nervous system. It will, it will almost guarantee to reduce stress levels. In my own experience, I've found even if I just take one deep conscious breath, and I'll do it now. Hold that breath for a second and then release. I mean, I just feel slightly different. Yep. And so th this is super powerful. So what I do, I set alarms on my phone. I've got an app now that just reminds me almost on the hour throughout my work day. And I'll just see that um, alert come up on my watch or my phone. And it just reminds me to pause, just take a quick breath. And it, look, it could be so I could be in a meeting and I can still do it quickly without anyone really being aware of what's going on. Or if I'm, you know, working at my computer, I can do the full three or six breaths. That brings me back to connectedness, groundedness. It will uh, reduce any heightened, you know, stress that's in the body. Uh, so I think that's probably the most effective technique that I can remind people. Um, because one thing that's really important to understand is, you know, a thousand years ago, we were running around and there was genuine threats everywhere, physical threats, whether it was from, you know, an animal or a, you know, competing tribe, whatever it might be. Our nervous systems and biology hasn't really evolved beyond that, but our environments have transformed completely. 
So we are getting triggered in our office uh, lives um, with more emotional threats, but our bodies are reacting like there's a physical threat. And the problem is, because it's not a physical threat that will eventually go away, we're staying in these states of heightened stress. And it reduces our ability to use all of our cognitive functions. We become more limited to you know, the more reptilian mind. So it's harder to focus, harder to make decisions. And we almost go into autopilot mode and end up sort of at the end of the day, completely exhausted, overwhelmed, relying on Red Bull coffee and whatever else. So just by inserting in your day a couple of breaths, A, the oxygen will um, alkalize the blood in the body and just bring a greater sense of alertness and energy into your system. But it'll also just chip away at the stress levels. It'll bring you back into a more relaxed state. You keep doing that, you know, two to three times throughout the day. I guarantee you'll see you'll see impact. Mate, and that's so powerful because the 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 recentering, just be able to be present, and that's what breathing does. I feel it gets you present, it gets you back in the moment. It is so simple, and I know people use the excuse, "I don't have time." Everybody's got time to take one deep breath, all right. So um, I absolutely love that, Scott. And I know people will be able to adapt to that. Put it in your diary, put it in your calendar, and make sure you're doing that at least once or twice a day, just for a start. Now, Scott, you're all over the world, mate. You're dominating, but I see that you're coming to my hometown, Melbourne, mate, and you're running this meditation for high performance. Do you want to talk? a little bit about this i'm excited sure yes melbourne's my hometown hometown as well uh i haven't lived there for six years but i'm very excited to be coming down next week so what i'm doing is running a workshop that introduces these techniques that we've been talking about uh it the goal of the workshop is for everyone to walk away with all the tools that they need to establish a daily practice of meditation. So I'll teach the technique that I've been using for three years that continues to transform my life and change many people's lives around me for the better. And I'll teach you how to actually make that a daily habit. Um, and, and this technique that I teach has been, you know, it's, it's, it's well-researched. There's a lot of science around the benefits of it. I'll teach you how to use it, whether at home or at the office. And you'll be in and around like-minded people. Most of them are working in, in the professional uh, corporate world in some capacity. Um, so that's what this course is about. And you know, I'll, I'll share my experience and help everybody get into the habit and realize all the benefits in their own lives as well. Perfect. And I'll, for guys listening along, I'll have links in the show notes. If you just go to energetic.education, click on the show notes and you'll be able to get a link and contact with Scott there because uh, as, you can, as you can listen to the passion his voice and experience he's got, it's going to be uh, one hell of a ride. Now, Scott, before I let you go back to enjoying beautiful barley, mate, uh, which I'm quite jealous about. I'm here for work, Doug. <laughs> I, I use that a couple of times a year as well, mate. <laughs> now, I've got a couple of questions, and I, I like to get these off my guests towards the end. Um, since, I suppose, leaving the corporate world and starting Radiant Wellbeing, what's the biggest mistake that you've made but it's been the biggest lesson that you've learned from? Yeah, okay, so the first thing that came to mind was uh, underestimating the willingness for... The you know the, who, who, the the people that we define as corporates to be totally on board and open to practicing and learning these techniques. I think I just took too long. Uh, was probably let fear get a bit in my way, 
uh, before I started sharing my message and inviting people to get on board and join me. So, you know, if I could change one thing, I would have moved quicker, uh, been a bit more fearless and, and just, you know, invited people to come and experience what I'd been learning sooner. That's, uh, that's really cool, mate. And I suppose I think too often we do underestimate people or we just don't know how it's going to be perceived. So that's good advice for anybody, you know, just uh, sort of pull the trigger in a metaphor and, and get on with it. Now, um, what about if you could go back to 18-year-old Scott and you could give yourself one bit of advice that you've learned from travelling the world, being a corporate, running your own business. Is there one bit of advice that you wish you could have had as an 18-year-old? Hmm... I, I, I sense a few cliches coming here. <laughs> Good. Uh, I, <laughs> when, one thing, and I don't know whether this is a, a common experience for, for most people, but I look back and I see my life, I, you know, in, and I've, been, I've made horrendous mistakes across other areas of my life. And, you know, that's, I think, why I can relate to other people that are, that are coming to work with me now, particularly in, in relationships and, and say, um, just, just choices. I, uh, the, the, the advice that I would give myself is to trust exactly what I'm feeling right then in the moment. Um, I spent a lot of time, even later in my life, you know, feeling something, but logically in my mind, thinking that it sh I should feel something else. I should feel differently about a situation. And it, it almost sounds laughable to even describe it because it doesn't make any sense, but that was me for, you know, for many years and it, it took me a long time to work that out and and you know to travel uh, there's a beautiful quote you know the longest journey one will ever make is from the head to the heart so I, I i sense that you know as an 18 year old i knew exactly who i was and the path that i wanted to go on and it, it doesn't look much different than the path that i'm on it's just that i resisted it a lot longer way through um, so I'm exactly where I wanted to be. I just feel that, you know, if I had trusted how I felt, it, it could have been a smoother path and, and a, just a bit more um, pleasurable. Although, to be fair, you know, it, it's in the it's in the discomfort, it's in the the mistakes that we grow the most. So I give myself that advice, but gee, it's been a beautiful journey of ups and downs. I like that, Scott. It's, it's like you're giving advice, but you also um, acknowledge that, uh, you know, you, I think you really only do grow, you really only do learn when you're in that discomfort zone, like you've just mentioned. So um, without knowing and backing yourself, you may never have experienced things you've gone through, may or be where you are now. So I think that's there's a couple of bits of advice there that you've given, which is great. And um, that leads me to the last one, buddy. When it's all said and done, I'm not saying you're, gonna, you're going to cark it anytime soon, but what legacy do you want to leave? What do you want to be rem remembered for? Uh, I want to be remembered as somebody that helped people remember who they truly are. And what I mean by this is, you know, this, this world that we live in, this modern society, which, you know, I thrive in, it's, it's, it's an experiment. You know, a hundred years ago, it didn't exist like this. A thousand years ago, it definitely didn't um, exist like this. There's not to say that this is the best way of living. You know, spending all our days in offices, you know, devoting our lives to things which ultimately may not be that important. So I want to be remembered as somebody that helped people, you know, move back into a deeper understanding of, of who they truly are 
their significance in this grand scheme we call life and giving them an opportunity sooner rather than later to consciously decide how they want to spend the rest of their lives. That's what comes to mind as, as the type of legacy that I would like to leave. Mate, I think uh, it sounds like you've practised that. That was uh, very good. I normally, uh, I normally stump people a little bit with that one, mate, but you've just hit the nail on the head now. For people listening along, mate, where can we follow you on socials? Where can we get in contact with you, buddy? Yeah, sure. So uh, I am on Instagram predominantly, and my handle is Scott Radiant, S-C-O-T-T-R-A-D-I-A-N-T, and you can link to me in the, uh, the show notes. Yeah. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. I've started to become more active there. Uh, but predominantly, Instagram and LinkedIn are the best places. I've got a website, which is radiantwellbeing.co, um, and that's where you can sign up for all of my meditation courses, which will be in Melbourne, Sydney, Singapore. Uh, the retreats are in Bali, and I'm planning a what I call a mindful adventure, which will be in Bhutan towards the end of the year. Wow, exciting, mate. Well, I love all that, buddy, and uh, I really do appreciate your time today because I know personally running a retreat that uh, it is quite hectic, even though it's in a lovely spot, but you are your time poor. So um, for you to give up half an hour of your day today, mate, and not only that, give so many wisdom bombs and really share so many practical bits of advice that people can implement straight away, um, definitely go and check out the show notes. I'll have all the links for Scott on there, mate. Scott, thank you so much for that, buddy. I really appreciate your time today. Dale, thank you. That was awesome. I look forward to meeting you next week. Uh, my course, just to uh, just to remind people, yeah, it's it's on Tuesday. It's going to be on Queens Road, so or St Kilda Road area. Um, it's in the evening, six thirty till seven thirty from Tuesday to Thursday, and uh, I'll even give a discount code for your students if anyone wants to come. So that'll all be in the show notes. And uh, yeah, thank you very much. It's awesome to chat. Legend. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate, it, mate.